Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Big Picture Podcast. I'm your host, BDM Yologunde. Today on the show, I'll be talking about two cybercrime cases involving a workplace termination in Brooklyn, New York, and a Nigerian cybercriminal that was recently sentenced to prison in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Getting fired or having your contract terminated from a job, especially during this pandemic, can be devastating both emotionally and financially. And some people handle it well. Other people resort to active or passive violence in order to, I guess, get back at their employer. So this case I'm about to discuss in this episode is about similar to an incident I covered on episode 50, where a female HR employee in Florida deleted tens of thousands of HR records, human resources records, on her employer's network and caused damages worth over $300,000. So on Tuesday, August 31, 35-year-old Juliana Barile pleaded guilty to one count of computer intrusion from um, unauthorized intrusion into and the destruction of data on the computer system of a New York credit union following her termination as an employee of the credit union, so basically a bank. The guilty plea was before U.S. District Judge Eric Vitaliano, and when sentenced, Baril um, faces up to 10 years in prison, including a fine. So according to court filings, Barile was fired from a position as a part-time employee with the credit union back in May 2021. So May 19, 2021 was when she was fired, after she was fired, another employee at the, at the credit union requested that the bank's IT support firm disable Barile's access to the bank's network, but her access was not disabled. So two days later, on Friday, May 21, 2021, she remotely accessed the credit union's file server using her username and password, which had not been disabled yet. She accessed this um, file server for approximately 40 minutes and deleted 20,433 files, um, about 3,478 directories, all making a total of about 21.3 gigabytes of data from a specific shared drive on that file server. So the P drive, um, which all the employees refer to as the shared file driver. So the data included files related to mortgage loan applications and the credit union's anti-ransomware protection software. So basically, a software that was supposed to protect the bank from ransomware, she deleted that software and also deleted 20,000 files, almost 3,500 directories, a total of 21.3 gigabytes of data. And then a week after she was fired, on Wednesday, May 26th, she sent a series of text messages to a friend explaining that, quote, I deleted their shared network document, end quote. And to date, the bank has spent approximately $10,000 to remediate Barril's um, unauthorized intrusion and destruction of data. So this case highlights the importance of prompt offboarding of terminated employees. So whether an employee was fired or they resigned or whatever the case may be, as soon as that employee is no longer an employee, even before their badge access is revoked, right, as they are leaving the building or logging out, as the case may be during the um, these remote working scenarios, 
Everything related to that employee's access should be disabled as soon as possible before the end of that workday. Because people that bear a grudge against an employer, you wouldn't necessarily see it on their face. They may not give an inclination. It might even be after they leave or after they are fired or terminated or resigned, then that's when they begin to develop these grudges. Because in this case, we don't know what caused this woman to delete files two days after. But the fact is, two days after she was terminated, she still had access to the company network using her own username and password. So it wasn't like she used another employee's username and password. So the case, um, the case is being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of New York, specifically the Cybercrime Task Force and the National Security and Cybercrime Section. Assistant U.S. Attorneys David Kessler and Meredith Arfa are in charge of the prosecution of this case. So for this um, other cybercrime incident, I have um, a Nigerian sentenced to U.S. federal prison as a result of unemployment and tax fraud schemes. So on Thursday, September 2nd, 2021, a 35-year-old Nigerian, Bamidele Muraino, was sentenced to federal prison in Atlanta, Georgia, for hacking into tax preparation firms and then filing fraudulent unemployment benefit claims and tax returns using the stolen personally identifiable information of his victims. Also sentenced alongside him was his co-conspirator, 33-year-old Gabriel Kalembu of Zambia, a convicted fraudster who assisted in laundering the fraudulent funds through the use of money orders. So both of them um, lived in the Atlanta area and apparently both of them had been convicted before. Um, Kalembu um, was convicted back in 2017 and then Bami Dele was convicted back in 2019 along the same lines, um, similar charges basically. So between January 29 of 2018 and April of 2020, Dele hacked into multiple tax preparation and accounting firms located in several states in the U.S including an accounting firm in Brunswick, Georgia. He obtained access to that accounting firm's account with a national tax preparation program and then stole personally identifiable information from the um, accounting firm's clients and then used those stolen information to file more than 275 fraudulent individual income tax returns in the names of those clients over the internet. In total, his fraudulent tax returns using stolen identities sought refunds from the IRS exceeding $2.6 million between 2018 and 2020. And on Sunday, July 14, 2019, Daly was arrested by Atlanta police and charged with three counts of identity fraud, felony theft, and unlawful possession, display, or use of false, fraudulent, and altered identification documents. So it's unclear whether this 2019 arrest was in connection with the ongoing tax return fraud between 2018 and 2020. But we know now that he engaged in fraudulent tax returns over a two-year period. And then in 2019, July 2019, he was arrested for identity fraud, felony theft, and then unlawful possession of false identification documents. And then when COVID began, the pandemic and everything, between May 9 and May 16 of 2020, over a one-week period in May of last year, he used several 
stolen identities from residents in the state of Washington to submit false claims for unemployment insurance benefits. His false claims exploited a federal COVID-19 pandemic relief program that was created by the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act, which expanded eligibility for unemployment benefits and provided additional unemployment benefits of $600 per week for qualified individuals. Based on his fraudulent claims alone that he submitted in the names of approximately 50 Washington state residents over that one-week span in May 2020, the state of Washington issued more than $280,000 in unemployment benefits to one fraudulent individual over a one-week period. So Daly directed fraudulent fronts from his unemployment benefits and tax fraud schemes to be deposited into bank accounts that were set up by his co-conspirators, including Gabriel Kalembo of Zambia, who was convicted back in 2017 of conspiracy to commit wire and bank fraud in the Northern District of Georgia. So Kalembo recruited Zambian nationals to travel to the U.S. on tourist visas to then incorporate fake corporations in Georgia and open business bank accounts in the names of those corporations. After the fraudulent funds were deposited in, into those business bank accounts, Kalembo then laundered the funds by cashing out money orders purchased with debit cards that were linked to those business bank accounts. So basically, they stole money and then they used money orders and fake business bank accounts to clean the money, basically, and then make it untraceable and so on. So Bamidele Moraino was sentenced by U.S. District Judge William M. Ray II to five years and ten months in prison to be followed by three years of supervised release. He also ordered him, the judge also ordered him to pay $561,125.62 in restitution. Gabriel Kalembo was sentenced by the same judge to four years and two months in prison to be followed by two years of supervised release. The judge also ordered Kalembo to pay $298,008.71 in restitution. So this case was investigated by the U.S. Secret Service, the Department of Labor Office of the Inspector General, the Internal Revenue Service Criminal Investigations Department, also known as IRSCI, the Department of Homeland Security, Homeland Security Investigations, also known as HSI, and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Assistant U.S. Attorneys Nathan Kitchens, um, Chief of the Public Integrity and Special Matters Section Sarah Clapman and Lauren T. Macon are prosecuting the case. So that's all I have for today's episode 56 of The Big Picture. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering and graphic design were done by yours truly, Bidemi Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can all learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you follow, download, or subscribe to the Bid Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please email bidemi at thebidpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at bidpicture. 
as well as on the Clubhouse app at BID. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.